0: Welcome to the Possibility Action Network podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Middleton, a.k.a. Possibility Man. We are committed to bringing you guests who strive to better people's lives and serve as a force for good in the world. Our guest today is Montel Hardin. He is the founder of Hardin Athletics. His niche is men's health and fitness. He helps busy guys get in shape And have fun while doing it montel welcome to the show today
1: how you doing i am excited to be here man excited well
0: that's fantastic because i have a lot of questions to ask you but first i want to make this program note your support matters follow like and share this podcast wherever you find it our sponsor information is below the description of this show montel back to you how are things in alabama these days
1: they are they are well they're good uh we just got back from a vacation for my wife's birthday in florida i know when we spoke originally i was back i was in florida uh but we just got back been here uh for the weekend really just gearing up for the new year you already know the health and fitness space this is a busy time of year uh so all hands on deck with that but but doing well
0: that's that's fantastic look i know what you do now but i want to roll back for just a little bit this is the possibility action network but you're in athletics now but as a kid growing up did you see yourself doing what you do what you do now
1: yeah so um i would say i definitely didn't i also had no clue what i really wanted to do when i was um 17 senior in high school I had to pick my major and that's where the first time that I really had to think about it. And I just went with marketing. Uh, I was like, you know, I can't think of anything specific, but I always had the vision of maybe it would be cool to walk around in a suit every day and be on the 105th floor of a building in Chicago, running a marketing team or something like that. I was like, that sounds kind of cool. Let me do that. And I ended up actually getting my uh, degree in that. So, um, I guess I use it, but I'm definitely not in a suit every day in a, uh, you know, a high rise building, but uh, throughout my life, I've always been very active play basketball, football, uh, always out running around. So, activity has always been a big part of my life. But I can't, I definitely can't tell you that I wanted to work in a health and fitness space when I was a kid.
0: I got you. So, what was your college experience like? Did you play ball there? Did you do any sports there? And what was that like for you, college?
1: Yeah, no, I was done. I was done in high school. Um, But college was I honestly did not like college at all uh once I got there I realized because my mindset once again was going in I was like I'm gonna get to learn all this stuff about marketing and running a business and all these different things and I got there and you are you know how it is I think you were you were professor right or yeah yeah so you you get your you know first schedule and it's uh geometry and English and all this stuff. I was like, man, I thought I was done with this uh, <laughs> out of high school. And that really just kind of took a lot of it, a lot of the sting out of it for me. And I actually uh really just kind of went with the motions for a while. Uh, and I was uh going jumping up at 755 right before my eight o'clock and running straight to class and napping anytime I got a chance, eating whatever. Uh and one day I was like man, you know what? Like I'm really not Getting what I want to get out of this experience. How can I get myself out of this rut? Because I've been used to my whole life being extremely active, playing sports, running around with friends, all that. And now I get to college, where this is supposed to be the highlight of somebody's life, and I'm spending the whole day in the dorm room, sleep, and basically sulking that I don't enjoy the process. So I was like, you know what? Let me go try out the weight room down in the uh, the facility. Obviously, you know, you got the the gym uh, at the college campus. Uh, let me try that out. Went in there, had no clue what I was doing. Felt, because at this time I was 140, 145 pounds. I'm five knots. So I'm not terribly short, but when you're only 140 something pounds, you look kind of small, especially on a college campus where you have the six, four quarterback and the, you know, 250 pound lineman and all that were uh, walking around. So I was definitely intimidated, but I actually enjoyed the process of, you know, working out, moving my body, feeling the muscles, moving all that stuff. So then I decided I would start going to the gym uh, consistently, and uh, I would start waking up at 5 a.m. right when the gym opened uh, and start working out in there. Still didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, I like the feeling. I like that the fact that I'm doing something productive that I, at least I think is positive for my body and for my health, uh, and I just kind of catapulted everything. But um, yeah, that was that's kind of how I got into the whole health and fitness space, because even though I didn't, uh, even though I was active a lot, I never really linked the the activity to the health and fitness space until uh, I started using it for my own mental health, for my own physical transformation. Once I started to add some muscle and and started to kind of develop these new lifestyle habits, uh, I started to feel 10 times better. And I just kind of wanted, you know, everybody to feel that way.
0: So tell me more. You mentioned, um, you found, you discovered that it was good for your mental health. And your physical transformation. Tell me more about that. What was that like for you? Before and after picture.
1: Yeah. So before, like I said, I was uh, definitely unconfident. Even though at the time I didn't realize, it. and I think a lot of guys that I talk to are this way. We always think we're confident because you know, as a man, you're just not supposed to say that you lack confidence or you're self conscious and all those things. But looking back, I definitely wasn't very confident. Didn't want to take certain opportunities, didn't want to talk to certain people, didn't want to go to certain places, all these different things. This is how I was coming into this new, you know, environment where I didn't know anybody and I had to basically recreate myself, but I didn't really have any confidence to do that. Uh, And also on the health side of things, everybody kind of looks at somebody that's slender or maybe leaner and, and you look at them and you think that they're healthy, but that's not the case at all. I used to have migraines, every single day my digestion was terrible i felt way i when i was 18 i might have looked skinny or slim but i felt like i was 38 my energy was terrible my energy was very low uh and motivation wise i did not want to do anything other than the the bare minimum go to class eat come back Uh, and that was literally all i wanted to do uh throughout you know the first little bit of being in college but once i started you know working out eating healthier foods like I'm I'm meal prepping in a in a college dorm room uh, and we're trying to figure out uh, you know what what workouts to do and you know I say hey I want to you know build up my chest and my arms and things like that because I'm really slim or really skinny here Uh, and I had I guess a, a vision and a goal something that only I was responsible for but at the same time I had complete control over that. So I think mentally that helped me realize, like, man, you can you know dig yourself out of any situation. You can reinvent yourself. You can upgrade yourself uh, any way that you want to, as long as you're willing to put in the work. And that the lessons that I got from putting on, I think over a two and a half year time frame, uh, put on about 45 pounds of lean muscle, um, which is no easy feat at all. And uh, over that time frame, just was like, hey, you know what? I think that you know. I wanna develop this mindset across every aspect of life, whether that be you know, business, relationships, whatever it is, I want the mindset of, hey, anything that I wanna accomplish, as long as I'm willing to put in the work uh, and be smart about it, uh, I can get it done.
0: Mm, that's interesting. Um, so I, I'm, I'm curious, where do you think the spark, the spark to transform yourself came from? What, what would you identify? What would the switch that flipped for you?
1: Yeah. Um, if I had to pick one specific incident, I think it would be uh, my first day of school uh, and on the college campus. My first day of school uh, or college, I was walking, trying to find my classes. I probably didn't know where to go. Uh, Probably didn't know where what building to go to. You know how it is the first day. And I remember already feeling kind of nervous about the fact that like, man, it's a big campus and I don't know where I'm going. And then I walked past a group of guys that are like i said earlier you're talking about the the six four small forward and the you know big quarterback and like these are the guys that all the girls are going to want to talk to and they're not going to pay little old me the skinny slender guy uh doesn't play sports doesn't have anything going for him he's just there he's not going to pay me any attention and it wasn't necessarily about the the girls because i've never ne- necessarily been huge on that but it was more so like the hey like you have nothing that stands out about you. like you're very average, mediocre, below average. Like what can you do that will help you stand out in some type of way? What can you do that will help you feel more confident standing next to anybody? Uh, and that was just kind of one of the things that I stumbled on along with uh, developing mindset, you know, specific mindset habits. Also what I was working on my, my physique and my body. I was also, trying to figure out how to discipline myself, trying to figure out uh, things like, you know, meditation and uh, affirmations, goal setting, all of these things is what I was trying to figure out. So I was trying to kind of reinvent myself physically and mentally. But the biggest catalyst was definitely uh, standing next to people that made me feel insecure in myself. And instead of, you know, beating myself up about it or blaming them, I decided to put it all on me and uh, kind of make a change from there. Well, I got
0: to tell you, Montel, those are huge insights coming from a college student uh, what you've been sharing and, but your niche is your niche is very specific you focus is men's health how did you know that's where you wanted to go in your next phase of physical fitness and development
1: yep yeah that's funny because I actually I've spent a long time uh, coaching women and men uh, my wife owns the the women's side of our you know fitness coaching company and While I do enjoy coaching women, there's just a different, uh, and men, I see a lot of myself, the same issues that I dealt with, the same struggles that I had, I see them much more easily uh, in guys, Uh, and I just feel like I ultimately connect with uh, guys a lot better, pretty much due to the fact that we, I think we share similar struggles, or or we share similar mindsets, we have similar goals that we want to accomplish, but most of all, it's because I feel like we need it the most. Um, I feel like there's not a lot of opportunities for guys to really say like, hey, this is what I'm struggling with and I need help in this area, whether that be mental health, physical health, maybe in their relationships, whatever the case may be, we're just kind of always told to suck it up and, you know, you shouldn't have emotions or you shouldn't feel a certain way, especially when it comes to physically, but there's a, there's a mindset that guys shouldn't really care about what they look like. That's, that's bang, that, that those types of things should matter, but I've been on, maybe 3000 different conversations and phone calls where guys are like, Hey, somebody, you know, I went to an event and everybody was calling me fat and overweight. And they were saying I gained weight and I just had to laugh it off. But in reality, I was devastated by that. In reality, that really hurt me. Uh, and for me, I know exactly how that is because i never told anybody how insecure I felt about my body or, you know, how I stacked up against other people, but I felt it on the inside. So I know that a lot of other guys are struggling with that. And that's kind of my mission is to, to help guys that are struggling with that kind of overcoming.
0: That's fantastic. Look, I want to isolate a few things and ask you about what you've learned and then what you share. Are you willing to play this game for me? For me? Oh, yeah. you've, you've already thrown out the first topic. So I want to go back to it. And the game once again is what you've learned and what you're learning and what you are sharing about these topics. The first one is mindset learning and
1: what you share Gotcha. so i guess the biggest thing i've learned uh, about mindset is that it's everything like whatever goal you want to accomplish whatever struggle you're dealing with whatever you're going through ultimately your mindset determines how well you you know adapt to that situation or how well you grow like being a uh, a business owner or running a podcast or you know trying to get your career off the ground or build your career or whatever i think everybody looks for the hacks and the tricks and the tips like practicality but ultimately i think most of it comes down to how bad do you want it how disciplined are you willing to be um how focused and how locked in can you stay how positive can you keep your mind how introspective can you be so uh i guess i I would say even though that might be kind of like a, a, a left kind of left field answer from what you asked I think mindset is everything and ultimately whatever you want to succeed in life or whatever you're going through, uh, your mindset will, will get you through it.
0: Oh, great. Okay. Uh, secondly, uh, purpose, learning and sharing.
1: For, for me personally, personally uh, I learned that my purpose was in helping people. I remember, which I made a post about this on LinkedIn a few, uh, maybe like a week ago or something, uh, how I worked at, I worked at a furniture store. And that was one of my first jobs out of college. And I remember every day feeling so unfulfilled by the fact that the best thing that I could have done that day was to sell somebody a living room. Like, that's the most value that I could have put out in the world that day as a result of what I was spending 40 plus hours a week doing. Uh, And I remember just thinking to myself and talking to my girlfriend at the time, now wife, like, man, you know, like. I feel like I'm meant to do more than this. I feel like I'm meant to help people. Like I've always wanted to help people. I've always, I'm the, the friend that everybody talks to when they, they got problems or if they, you know, hit a milestone in their life, they text or call me or whatever, because I'm just that type of guy. Like that's always kind of been what fuels me. is like, hey, I want to help people on a large scale. And that's kind of what drew me into trying to make health and fitness a living. Because even though I, I got my body in great shape, I still spent two or three years not really living in my purpose. Uh, even though I knew that's ultimately what I wanted to do, I was kind of afraid to jump into it. Uh, but that was one of the turning points for me was like, hey, you know what, you des- you, uh, your purpose is to help people. Uh, so you need to figure out the best way to do that. And I feel like this is one of the best ways.
0: That's great. Okay, the third item or third topic, adversity and resilience. What have you learned? What are you learning? And what are you sharing?
1: So uh, what I've learned with adversity is that it's going to come at at every stage of the journey. When you're first starting something up, whether that be a fitness journey, whether it be a a new relationship, whether it be business, every step of the journey will have its new adversities. And honestly, the further you go, the bigger the adversities become. Uh, So trying to figure out how to weather those storms instead of being, you know, thrown off or getting emotional about it, which I'm speaking from experience. When I first started my own fitness journey and things weren't going fast enough, uh, I got upset. When I started my business and things weren't building fast enough. I got upset. But over time, I realized that you have to embrace the adversity uh, instead of run away from it. And that's kind of what I share. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of setbacks that you might have in a fitness journey. If you're trying to lose 30 pounds, You might get you might invest in a coach or start going to the gym or whatever, and then your car breaks down or you have some fires to put out in your business or in your company or your kid gets sick, like all these different things that could be seen as adversities. And you can either, you know, fold and and shrink in the adversity or you can rise above it. So I think that's something that I try to share a lot, like more times than not, you have the ability to rise above that adversity. Uh, You just have to think you do.
0: I said, look, I hear a lot of wisdom coming out of you, man, I'll tell you. So I want to ask this, this last this last topic of you, you've thrown it out already. Uh, I, I was surprised, I've got to tell you, I was surprised to see this word in your profile. You know, you're a young man and, and everything, and I'm thinking, whoa, boy, this guy must have some wisdom for something. And the word is relationships, because you are learning something, if what I've read you are sharing some things about this. Tell us about it. Learning and sharing.
1: Uh, And relationships, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, for me, I I don't necessarily like to to put labels on myself, but I think most people will probably quantify me as a a more introverted person, which I might be kind of crazy considering I'm on social media, talking every day, on live streams, all that stuff. But I have a relatively, you know, small circle of friends, family. Uh, And I think that's why relationships are so important to me because I've never cared about having a a lot of friends or having this big, huge network. I'm not like uh, the, I'm not going to be the life of anybody's party. Uh, That's just not my mindset. So for me, I'm all about intentional relationships with people, whether they be my friends, my family members, my wife, whatever the case may be. Like I want to go above and beyond for everybody uh, that's in my life. And then eventually my clients, when they come into my program, they become a part of that circle for me and I want to go above and beyond for them. Uh, but I think that what I share kind of in relation to health and fitness, when it comes to relationships, I think that the way that you see yourself, I think the the way that you feel about yourself, I think your, your energy levels, your confidence, all of this plays a direct impact into how you're going to treat the people in your life. Especially if you have, if you have kids, I think your kids, which I have a, a four month old now, so I'm very new to the game, but I think how you feel about yourself, it's going to manifest itself with how you raise your kids more than probably anything, probably how you treat your spouse and then how you raise your kids, you, how you feel about yourself plays a huge factor. So fixing the relationship with yourself, whether that means you need to stop emotionally eating, you need to get up and get active, you need to improve your body, you need to you know start actually liking the man or the woman that you see in the mirror. Uh, fixing that relationship with yourself first, uh, and then you can start fixing it and building it and having something great with everybody else. Uh, and it just makes you, uh, I think it just kind of sets you up for a great life when you have all these relationships that you just truly love, they're, they're pouring into you, you're pouring into these relationships. Uh, it's, you know, I think it's the best way to go.
0: Wise words, wise words indeed. Congratulations on that four month old, you said.
1: Thank you. Four months. She'll be four months. Uh, in like three, four days on December 10th. That's
0: fantastic. How is she sleeping at night?
1: She is sleeping well at night. She sleeps pretty much, maybe eleven o'clock to six seven. Uh, so a good stretch. Uh, and then she wakes up at six a.m. laughing and yelling and wanting to play. So, um, yeah. (laughs) That's great.
0: That's great. So, like, I'm going to shift a little bit to your training programs. I know that you offer what you call a health and fitness challenge. What is that? Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so um, I think it's uh, the six-week challenge that we had talked about last week. I think that it's important to, if you've been very off track in your health and fitness, something I see in guys a lot is they'll try to jump up on, we got New Year's coming up you know, in, a, in a few weeks. Uh, a lot of guys are gonna try to jump up and go straight to the workouts they used to do when they were 25 years old or when they were a 21-year-old in their football you know, workouts or whatever the case may be. And you, at your current rate, at you know your current pace, where you spent the entire year on the couch, maybe year plus on the couch, and you had no clue what to eat, and you just ate whatever, it's going to be hard for you to go from zero to 100 like that. So our challenge uh, is specifically designed to help guys that have fallen completely off the wagon, uh, ease their way back into things. Because the last thing you want to do is go full tilt, uh, full tilt day one, week one, and then you can't get out of bed the next week uh, and you ate bland, boring food all week and you don't want to do it again next week and you start for a week and then you stop, which is what most people do on January 1 and, you know, the following weeks. So that challenge is designed to help you create a foundation around your activity, get you moving more, Help you understand, you know, what movements you uh, specifically need to be doing. Uh, And then from a nutrition aspect, help you figure out what foods you need to be kind of taking out of your diet and then what foods you need to be adding in. Uh, And then most of all, just having somebody in your corner for six weeks, uh, making sure that you get it done, which is obviously where I come in. I come in with a strategy as well, but always tell people you can get the strategy from anywhere. You can Google a strategy. At the end of the day, if you're really struggling, uh, you need some accountability and you need somebody that knows what dials to turn when things go wrong or when things plateau. Uh, and that's what that six week challenge is about.
0: Yeah, I hear you. So is the challenge, is the six week challenge the same as the six six weeks cut? Are yeah, yeah,
1: the same, same thing, same thing. Same thing. Okay. Yep. So
0: you you also offer some fitness tips and I'll, I don't want you to, to give us too long of a list, but what are some of your top three fitness tips that you would t- say someone could implement in their life today?
1: Yeah, for sure. So Uh, I specifically help, uh, people that are, you know, looking to drop about 30 to 60 pounds of body fat, building muscle, uh, improve their health markers, blood pressure, you know, A1C, insulin, all those different things. Uh, and when it comes to those three things, I would say the three most important things are to walk every single day. This is the world's greatest exercise. Um, I would say five to 10,000 steps a day is what you want to get, which is roughly 30 to 60 minutes of walking a day. Uh, you can break that up. You can do some in the morning, some in the afternoon, some in the evening. You can do it all in one big bout. But the biggest thing is just get more active throughout your day. Our body really responds well to consistent activity. Uh, sitting at a desk all day, every day has become a lot of our lifestyles. Uh, and your body's metabolism literally plummets with that type of lifestyle. So get up every couple of hours or so. But just take a couple of laps around the, the office. If you're working in an office, if you're working from home, maybe try and step outside and get something in. But consistent walking is key. And then two is going to be the strength train. Uh, m- uh, muscle is the fountain of youth. Muscle keeps us, keeps our energy high. Uh, it keeps you you toned up. It keeps you lean because it increases your metabolism, helps you burn body fat, Uh, keeps you... um just feeling good. Honestly, you feel strong, you feel energetic, you feel like actually doing things. uh, And muscle is one of the best ways to go. And that's why I don't like the mindset of just trying to lose weight. I think I actually think pretty much everybody should be doing whatever they can to put on muscle, because you're going to lose weight in the process, which will also look a lot better and feel a lot better as a result. And then the third thing would be uh, to just eat whole food is sometimes it's very difficult. There's so many misconceptions about what diet is the best or what you should and shouldn't eat. To me, if you're focusing on eating real food, like, you know, what they were eating in the Bible and, and, you know, in the the Old Testament, if you're eating those type of foods uh, and not Cheetos and honey buns and cakes and cookies and Dr. Peppers, if you can kind of get those things out of the way and just eat real foods from real animals and real plants, uh, you can get your body healthy. So those would be my three things, walking, lifting weights, and eating whole foods.
0: Right, that's, that's, that's fantastic. So I'm gonna spend a little more time now about nutrition. You, you've mentioned whole foods. So are you agnostic as in terms of which nutrition plan or is there one, What do you have a favorite nutrition plan?
1: Uh, I would say no. Um, ultimately, like I said that to me, everything falls under the umbrella of, whole foods and then on a specific client basis now i might say hey you know what well your body really doesn't respond well to a lot of carbohydrates so let's limit your carb intake a little bit or for another person it might be your your gut uh, for broccoli for example everybody knows that broccoli is a quote-unquote healthy food but everybody's body doesn't respond to things like broccoli or asparagus or greens or whatever the same way So maybe for one person, it's great that they're getting in these leafy greens and these, you know, um, uh, cruciferous carbs. But for another person, it might be detrimental. It might have them bloated and feeling sluggish and maybe uh, blocked up more. So it's on a per client basis. One, I have some clients that they're essentially doing keto. And I have other clients that are um, more carnivore and more uh, some clients that uh, we're gearing everything towards their hormonal health. So uh, on a per-client basis, but that's why I don't subscribe to any one thing because mm-hmm. every person's body is different, uh, and we all need different things.
0: Yeah, you've written about um, seven foods that are must-haves. What are they? Those seven. Oh man, you foods. put
1: me on the spot. <laughs> you put me on. Look, the I did spot. my I did
0: my research. Now found it in your profile. But what are some of them?
1: Um, I would say your. You need your proteins. the The proteins that I would lean towards would be, uh, salmon, some form of, uh, lean beef, whether that be steak, lean ground beef, uh, which I know kind of gets a bad rap these days, uh, because everybody's like, oh, you shouldn't eat red meat, but there's a lot of vital nutrients inside red meat, so definitely do that. Um, chicken, even something like tilapia. Those would probably be the four proteins that I would go with. Uh, carbohydrates. I would say rice. Um. Rice and potatoes, sweet potatoes specifically, they're great carbs for uh, energy. Carbs are you supposed to be for energy. So when you're more active, you're supposed to eat more carbs. When you're less active, you're supposed to eat less carbs. That's uh, a little precursor for those that think that carbs are the enemy. Uh, it's just that if you're not moving enough, they're not really going to be that beneficial for you. But if you're getting active like you're supposed to, they will be. So those would be the two carbs. Uh, and then uh, fruits and vegetables, uh, definitely berries. A lot of great antioxidant content inside. Raspberries, strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, whatever ends with a berry, uh, you should have it in your diet consistently. Uh, and then vegetable-wise, uh, I would go probably maybe broccoli, um, asparagus, kale, uh, spinach. These foods all have a uh, an ingredient called choline, which actually eats away at visceral fat buildup. Uh, inside the midsection. So you can actually spot reduce body fat with a consistent diet of these foods should your body respond well to them. So that's Mm -hmm. what I had. I know I probably left some stuff off of the original seven, but I I like those.
0: Right, right. So look, I'm going to prove you. I did my research before coming out to talk with you. You've also talked about um, codes. In fact, you were specific. Three codes for fat loss. Three codes for fat. You wrote about it you talked about it. I think it's a fair question. What are they? Those
1: three codes of fat loss. Three codes for fat loss. Man, when did I write that? I didn't make that <laughs> up. <laughs> I uh. think, yeah, I think, um, building lean muscle uh, is one of the best things that you can do to drop body fat. Uh, I think that, you know, having a whole food dot- based diet is what, we should, you know, which is what we talked about earlier. That's one of the best things, uh, that you can do and drinking water, And moving consistently, I think those are, those will probably probably be my three codes. I think I talk about those three things in a different variety of ways all the time. But to make it as simple as absolutely possible, I think those would be the three things that I really want people to lean towards.
0: Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people may think that, you know, they want to get fit, lose weight, become healthier, and not make any changes in the kitchen. Would you say that's, you know, that's it? Would you recommend that? Or or would you recommend, look, you know, consider making some changes in the kitchen while you do those other things?
1: Yeah. It's funny because, like you said, that's what everybody kind of leans towards. And and during the new year, everybody wants to go try and get a personal trainer or figure out what workouts to do. But my mindset is you should try and get nutrition dialed in first. That's what everybody runs away from. But think about it this way you can work out as hard as you possibly could, work yourself out to exhaustion and burn 500 calories two slices of pizza will replace every single calorie you burn inside that workout and two slices of pizza takes what i know for me it might take me 30 seconds to eat two slices of pizza so yeah you replace that you talk about four or five hours of working out compared to a couple of minutes of bad food decisions and everything is a wash so nutrition is a huge huge factor uh because we eat much more than we go on workout uh so just just by the law of averages, more bad decisions than your nutrition are gonna outweigh good decisions in your activity.
0: That's that's for sure. That's for sure. So, tell me about your work as a life coach and trainer today, especially in this COVID environment. How do you work with clients, Montel?
1: Yeah, so it's uh, a lot like this this Zoom right here. A lot of conversations uh, over video, over you know chat. Um, what we do typically when somebody comes into our program, we get uh, a basic assessment. We figure out what their, what their schedule is like, where their body is, any health markers that we need to address. Uh, we figure out all these things. And then we create a game plan uh, that fits all of the metrics that they need to fit. Uh, and then we execute it. We explain to them like, hey, you know, our testosterone is a little bit low. So these are the foods that we want to implement. These are the lifestyle habits that we want to implement. Hey, we really want to, you know, watch your stress levels because that plays uh, into your hormonal balance. I know for for women, it's honest, honestly the same thing. Uh, same concept. Stress affects our hormones. It affects our gut. It affects our mindset, everything. So lowering stress, uh, figuring out, you know, hey, what morning routines can we implement? What nighttime routines can we implement? Everybody talks about the morning routine, but the nighttime routine is really what matters because you got to be able to get enough sleep to where you can actually do the morning routine. So uh, we come, they come in and we talk about that. We figure that out. And then from there, once we put the game plan together, now I'm on you like white on rice to make sure that you execute it. We're checking in every single week. We're having a one-on-one Zoom call uh, multiple times a month. Uh, We're doing weigh-ins. We're doing progress photos. We're updating our health metrics, everything like that. And as those things are being done, we're making a little tweak here, a little tweak there, so that we continue to make progress over the course of the six months or 12 months or however long we're working together. But um that's that's basically the process we get all the information we need uh and then we build you out a program and then we hold you to it
0: and that sounds wonderful i mean covid certainly at least in my mind has shown us that we can do a lot of things at home and on zoom and we don't necessarily need to go to a brick and mortar building because your work is mainly online is it not
1: for sure i would say 95 percent if not more oh yeah
0: that's that's great there's no excuses right montel You know, no excuses. You can do some work at home, get on, you know, on Zoom with someone like yourself and get it done. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's it. And with this work from home culture that we have, I think it's very important that, you know, people realize that because I think we've gotten a lot more sedentary uh, throughout the pandemic, while there are a lot of benefits to working from home or having, you know, uh, I guess, location independent uh, employment. There's a lot of benefits to that. There's also a lot of downsides. there. You can be uh, on a Zoom call from your bed, or you can spend an entire day, which I, I know for my, I can speak for myself, working from home means that maybe a eight hour workday turns into a 16 hour workday because you didn't have to leave. You, nobody's turning the office lights off. Nobody's locking up. Uh, so you do, you know, you end up working too much uh, and it kind of messes with your physical and mental health as well. So um, getting up and getting active and, and making it a priority is especially important working from home.
0: Yeah. Hey, Montel, you've worked with a lot of clients. Can you share some of your, let's say, top two or three success stories?
1: Yeah, I got you. So, um, we have actually it's a, a a woman that I've worked with. We're actually still working together. Her name is Charity Waters. If you're watching this or listening to this, Charity, what up? Uh, she's probably one of the best transformations uh, and and I guess uh, some of the best work that we've done. Uh, She came into the program uh, wanting to lose uh, a good amount of weight. But most of all, she had a lot of uh, health issues going on. We were on blood pressure medication. We were pre-diabetic. We had thyroid issues. We had a lot of hormonal imbalance issues. Like We were not really in a good spot at all. Uh, But over the course of her program, the first uh, first six or seven months, we were able to get her down about 40 pounds of body fat. Uh, We were able to um, get her completely off of her blood pressure medication. We're able to regulate her thyroid hormonal health levels, which uh, for guys, guys, too. But for women, especially, this is a a hormone that really impacts their weight. It impacts their their health. It impacts their energy. It impacts all these different metabolism things. So uh, we were able to regulate that. And she just talks all the time about feeling like a new woman. She went from not really being able to do anything uh, physically to racing her son, her 12 year old son down the street. And she was like, she stopped after that and she just started crying. And her son didn't really understand why she was so emotional. He's like, oh, is it because I beat you? Like, no, it's because I realized that a year ago, I would have never been able to race my son down the street. Uh, and that's one of the the most impactful things that I feel like I've ever done is the work that we've been able to do together. Uh, and then the second would be uh, my client, Sean, which I actually still work with and he probably would definitely be listening to this podcast so what is up sean so um we we started working together and he had a similar situation on the hormonal side of, side of things testosterone was extremely low <clears throat> he was in a bad spot in that area he was about 60 70 pounds overweight just feeling terrible every single day um and we over the course of the i think it was seven or eight months over the course of the eight months we we're able to get those levels back to where they needed to be and get him more energetic, get him. We added on about 14 pounds of lean muscle. We dropped 60 plus pounds of body fat. Uh, but most of all, he kind of created a new a new lifestyle where he was, you know, lazy. Uh, he wasn't doing anything activity wise. Uh, he didn't even know what workouts to do, really. And now we basically built him a, a full scale gym in his house because he likes the process. He likes working out so much. He likes challenging himself in the way that it makes him feel. Uh, so that's a big thing that we were able to accomplish. And uh, Sean is one of the, the, the most fun clients I've ever worked with. So those two stories really pop up.
0: Mm-hmm. Those are great stories. I also came across something, Montel, where there was a caption from you, I'm quoting now, exercise makes you money. And I thought, hmm. What is he talking about? What were you talking about?
1: Yeah, that one is um, obviously indirectly. Nobody's cutting you a check after you do a workout, but indirectly, (laughs) I think exercise makes you a lot of money uh, or more money because of the ancillary habits that are going to happen as a result of you. Let's say you get up and you do a five a.m. workout Um, now. Uh, you did a 5 a.m. workout, so now you're going to go and eat a high-quality breakfast. All of these things are going to skyrocket your energy uh, and are also going to skyrocket your confidence because we all feel good. That, that feeling that you get, guys, if you're listening, uh, guys or girls, if you're listening and you you know think about like, hey, I actually do feel pretty good after a workout. I feel pretty accomplished. I feel you know like I, I can do more stuff, but it's because uh, of the dopamine and oxytocin release in our brain when we get through the workout. Uh, You get these hormones secreted and it makes us feel accomplished. It makes us feel good. It makes us feel energetic. It makes us feel like we've done something good for ourselves. So now when you go out into the world feeling that way, you're going to approach your, your job differently. You're going to approach your, if you have a, like, if you have a sales, maybe like a sales role, uh, you're going to come with more energy, more enthusiasm, more confidence uh, to your prospects. If you run a company, and you need to, you know, talk to staff and, you know, communicate with them. You're going to have, you know, better interaction, so that they're going to have better interaction, interactions with you. And everybody's just going to be more productive as a result of that little 30-minute workout that you did uh, at 5 a.m. It's, it, it doesn't sound like it makes sense, but I promise you everything about your life will 10x uh, if you can make that a consistent habit.
0: You know, I like it. I, I buy it, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. So there, uh, in addition to your work as a life coach and a physical fitness trainer, you also you also host a podcast show. Show. First question, what is the name of your show? Secondly, what prompted you to start it?
1: Yeah, so uh, it's just my name, Monta and Podcast. Uh, and one of the biggest things that prompted the start of it uh, was conversations like these that we're having now, um, really trying to help people. Uh, develop uh, an in-depth understanding of training nutrition their body why they're feeling the way they're feeling why they're thinking the way they're thinking Uh, but then just to talk about other things that I want to talk about as well and that's why I didn't name it something health and fitness specific because I'm uh, even though I am in this space I'm not the workout junkie health nut like this mindset that a lot of people have around you know uh, people in the health and fitness space I'm not like that I have plenty of life and plenty of interests outside of going to the gym and meal prepping, So I also want to talk about things like, you know, what we talked about earlier, relationships and making money, building wealth, um, parenthood, uh, you know, any, any and everything that I feel is, I guess I'm in, a, in a, the, the realm of self-improvement. Anything that can improve me as a person in any aspect of life, any area that I occupy, uh, I like to have conversations around that. So that's kind of what the podcast is.
0: Fantastic. Well, look here, I, I certainly have enjoyed our conversation about all of the things that you're engaged in. Is there anything else you care to share with us that we have not already touched upon?
1: And I think we, we, touched, on, we touched on some nuggets for sure. Uh, I would say that new year coming up, if you have some, some goals that you're looking to accomplish, start today. Don't wait till new Year's to start start today. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Go look up a 10-minute workout on YouTube. Uh, Start trying to do at least what you think might be healthy eating. The reason I say that uh, is because you want to create a mindset of doing things now and getting in front of things, as opposed to uh, pushing it off, because that's the mindset that we've probably created for a long time now. So um, just whatever you want to accomplish, don't wait on it. Start it today, uh, and you'll be glad that
0: that's, that's a great suggestion, Montel, for sure. Enjoyed having you today, for sure. So. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's, it's been a great time. Great questions. I, I'm, I'm glad that we did.
0: You've been listening to the Possibility Action Network podcast. Our guest today has been Montel Harden, founder of Harden Athletics. I'm your host, Stephen Middleton. Until next time, good day.